And from under a brilliant harvest moon this this morning, good Saturday morning to you. You know that long-awaited Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries Commission meeting where the commissioners were to vote on what new speckled trout regs would go into effect to overcome an overfishing problem? Well, it's come and gone, and what was done? Not much of anything. I'll explain that to you later on. The Alabama Red Snapper extended season will go on, they say. It's going to be a next three-day weekend next weekend. I also got the final numbers of Red Snapper that were caught in Louisiana, and we did a fantastic job of maximizing our catch under the quota. Also, the Marpaw Swamp WMA, the wildlife management area, did not open for deer season. We'll tell you why. Also, the Hunt for the Hungry. They've got one more Clean Out Your Freezer Day location. We'll tell you where that's located if you want to participate. Today is also opening day for the Louisiana Rabbit and Squirrel Hunters. Are you loading the dogs up and heading out this morning? And, yes, we have the last four of those 20 rules for owning a hunting dog. Also got a big kayak fishing tournament going on in the Lake Pontchartrain area. It's about to kick off this morning. Uh, Later on, there's going to be a gala event and that is going to be at uh, Lake Pontchartrain on the Mandeville uh, seawall. And we've also got a live auction uh, in conjunction with that, uh, which will you can participate by way of online. In fact, Missy Fox, who is with the Louisiana Wildlife and Fisheries Foundation, will be joining us a little bit later on to talk about how you can get involved in it and make yourself a great deal and uh, buy it all online. Of course, if you go out there, you can take part in it. It's at the... Uh, the Yacht Club out there on Mandeville Seashore. All right, we also have DJ Rhett coming up. He will be reflecting on his gator hunt that is airing on the Bayou Wild TV episode this week. If you haven't seen it, you don't want to miss it. What a wonderful guy and a great time we had. We'll be talking to him. Also on my uh, webpage, DonTheOutdoorsGuy.com, our radio photograph this week shows two Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries agents who made what could be a costly case against two Baton Rouge bad boys of the outdoors. Check it out. That's at DonTheOutdoorsGuy.com. And then listen as I tell their story a little bit later on. And if any of this stuff we're going to be talking about compels you to opine about it or if you've got any comments or questions about the outdoors or any topics, feel free to use our real-time text line. It comes right in here to the studio, 504-260-1870. That's 504 504- Two six zero one eight seventy, And, of course, what would this show be without live fishing reports from our field staffers? That's coming your way. But let's look at the coastal marine forecast for this weekend. Not too bad. We've had a nice little stretch of high-pressure weather here. It's been certainly a welcome change from approaching storms, although there are some out in the Gulf not really expected to move inland, but it's going to make for some choppy conditions offshore. Uh, no rain in the forecast for the weekend. Offshore, you're looking at northeast winds 15 to 20 today, 2 to 4-foot seas. Tomorrow, northeast 10 to 15 with a light chop. That's on the inside. And then uh, also offshore tomorrow, seas kick up even a little worse, about 5-foot northeast 10 to 15. Good news, Mississippi River is dropping, and that is causing a lot of speckled trout activity uh, in close areas. 4.5 is the level, and it's dropping. Here's the, the, the downside of this weekend. Tide range, not much. 0.3 tide, very low tide movement. So, of course, as some of our field reporters will tell you, you need to concentrate on areas where maybe there's some open wind-driven water, uh, maybe get to those bottlenecks where water is forced through. Got to have that, that water moving for fish to, to get moving on the bait. So we got a lot to talk about this morning, and we'll be right back to do it. We're kicking off with Robbie Campos' report from Shell Beach, Louisiana, right after this pause. You're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. 
All right, we have a fishing report coming from Robbie Campo, but if I can just ask Robbie to hang on for a second, I did want to address a, a listener's question. We have a, a, a bow hunter who is getting ready to go into the Maripar Wildlife Management Area to bow hunt this morning and uh, evidently did not get the word that it had been closed on opening day due to the water level. And uh, it will reopen when the water level gets below 2.5 on the gauge. And I checked the gauge this morning, and it's right at 2.5. Now, when it gets three feet, uh, that's when they'll actually close it. And then they wait for it to get down 2.5 to reopen it. It is at 2.5 uh, on the on the gauge that I'm looking at this morning. So it's your call. Um, I'm going to say the tendency is to drop a little more. So it doesn't say at 2.5. It says below 2.5. So we may be getting the semantics there, but... Um, you know, again, it's, it's your choice, and if I have a wildlife agent or someone with the department listening, uh, please shoot me a text. That's uh, 504-260-1870, and please confirm if the Marpar Swamp Wildlife Management Area is going to be open today for hunting. All right, let's be said, let's get to Robbie Campo. He's in Shell Beach where they don't have any high water problems. I don't think they do today, but it's been habit forming. We've had, it seems like, every weekend for the last month. Robbie, how's things looking down at Shell Beach this morning? Well, I tell you, Don, it's a beautiful morning down here. It's uh, 64 degrees. We got a little, we got some north wind blowing, north northeast wind blowing. Uh, we don't have a whole lot of tide. Um, uh, we didn't have a whole lot of tide yesterday, so it kind of, it kind of made fishing a little bit tougher than than it should have been. Um, you know, because usually, you know, after these first these first fronts come through, you know, usually the fishing's on, but. All in all, it wasn't bad. Um, we have a neat tide going on, so if you, if you, um, and, and for, for those of that don't know what that is, that's you get two or three, two tides or two and a half tides a day in a 24-hour period, uh, and not much movement at all with that. So, um, if I was going to fish today, I would look for some some wind-driven uh, water around some points, some uh, you know, some pinch points, some points. Uh, uh, I still think it's very doable. Um, redfish has been pretty easy to catch from the top of the Biloxi Marsh, clean the point of the hash back at Delacro. Um, you know, plenty of redfish. Uh, and what most people have been doing, Don, is they've been going uh, this last this this last week here, and you know, putting a mixed box together. So they've been you know, uh, some trout showed up in the Hopedale Lagoon area, the Grand Lagoon area. So you know. Um, that's telling me things are starting to, to hit that fall pattern. Um, but with that said, you know, they, they they put some sheephead in the box, they put some black drums in the box, they put some redfish in the box along with some trout and made a mixed box with it. So um, it, it's not bad fishing. You know, it, it's time to go. You know what I mean? It, it, the weather's too pretty to sit inside. So if you, if you want to come on out today, hook the left at the bridge and come on down and see us and, we got plenty of live bait on hand, and we'll get you going. All right, sounds good, Robbie. How about the uh, those shrimp you had for sale? I saw, boy, they look really pretty. Did you sell out of them already? Well, we went through that Don, so fast to make your head spin. <laughs> you know, everybody <laughs> wants to get yeah. everybody wants to get some shrimp before you know before they they the big ones get out. Uh, for the most part, the you know your sixteen twenties are, are, are mostly headed out to deep water. Uh, so what's left back is a is a is a twenty one a few twenty one twenty fives some twenty six thirties mixed up with some thirty one thirty fives. It's still a pretty shrimp, Don. It's still you know it's worth spending two fifty a pound on to take home. But 
I tell you, I had 300 – actually, I wound up with 300 pounds. I, I, I had put the wrong thing on Facebook. I had 300 pounds, and uh, we blew through those shrimp so quick. Yesterday, you know, when people see you, you know, scooping them, they, they come up and they ask, and, you know, you know, one thing leads to another, and they wind up just buying them and taking them home and, you know, be able to put some shrimp in the freezer. So, But um, uh, I was supposed to get some this morning – but I didn't see. I don't see the my my cousin didn't bring the trailer, so I'm I'm taking it. Something happened last night, or he didn't go, or whatever. But he never know. He might show up with it this morning. I don't know. But if I get it, it'll be posted on Facebook. So I mean, it, and uh, you know, my customers when they come in, they see it, and they, you know, they 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 buy them up. Man, it's 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 a win win situation for everybody. Yeah, well, let me know, Robbie. Shoot me a text if you get them before we go off there, and I'll make an announcement for folks. Will do. Will do, Don. So, all right, guys, well, we'll talk to you next weekend, and uh, uh, tight lines, everybody. Be safe. All right. Thank you, Robbie. Y'all make sure you bring your sunscreen out there today. It's going to be a lot of sunshine. All right, we come back after this. Let's see. Wait, before I go, I've got the official gauge showing the bow hunter at 2.48. If you've got a gauge reading that says 2.48, then uh, the Maripah Wildlife Management Area should be open for hunting. Go get you one. Be very, very quiet. All right, we come back after this. Got some text messages. Also got Jeff Brew going to give us a freshwater report. He's been around fishing this week. He'll tell you what he did, how he did it, and you can put that information to good use. Back with his report after this pause on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. And it's time for our fishing report with Jeff Brule. His reports are brought to you by Berkeley. They are a division of pure fishing, and you probably know them best for the Berkeley line of gulp baits. They make them for the white perch bass inshore and offshore salt water. They've got lines of all type, whether you use monofilament, braid, or fluorocarbon, plus thousands upon thousands of fishing accessories. You'll find everything from a catfish flipper to a hand weigh scale to fillet knives. If it's for fishing, Berkeley's got it, a division of pure fishing. Good morning, Jeff. Where do we start this morning? you got a lot of information to report to us. Yeah, the weather changed and the fishing reports got better. It's amazing how that'll happen. Uh, but it's that time of year. The, you, know, you got the teal season. That signals the trout are along the lake shore. Pontchartrain and the shrimp are leaving and the shad are leaving the, the bayous and the fish are right there behind them. Uh, Pearl River, North Shore, went with Chris Macaluso and Todd Masson to Bayou Liberty this week. And we were only trucking the parking lot, but I think word got out later on in the week. But we, we finally got a break in the weather, and the bass were feeding on shad at the mouth of the bayous. Uh, car drive, Lower Pearl, we saw a lot of a lot of bass hitting on, schooling on shrimp. And uh, anything that pretty much touches the poncho train that comes out into the lake that, and shrimp are leaving, you'll have some, some bass there. But... Our main focus of the trip were trout, so we kind of bounced around. We caught a few in front of Liberty, went down to Lacombe, caught a few there, car drive, and then we finally bounced over towards the south shore and hit a spot and got in some nonstop action. And uh, We caught bass, reds, and trout, mostly under a cork or tight lining, but we managed 26 trout that we kept and probably caught another 50 that we had to throw back or marginal. So we had a great trip. Anybody get any video of that? I think Todd Masson's going to have it on uh, Marshman Masson next week. So uh, y'all be on the look for that. It should be out probably early part to mid part of next week. He uh, he had he has about two videos a week when the weather's good, so you can always keep up with what's going on around the area. 
Well, the best news about that report is uh, that trout are in Lake Pontchartrain. Now, they may not be on the bridges, but uh, right there at the mouths of the bayous where the bait is coming out of there, that, this is a great time of the year to fish, and like you guys do, get a mixed catch. Uh, Eye Basin, what is going over there? We've been tough getting reports. I think we finally got a few coming in now. Yeah, they had a little uh, local tournament over there. Uh, also got a few good reports. Uh, yeah, one of the local events, 15-pound uh, range is kind of what it needed to be a check. I think 17-something won it. So that's really good news for that area that they're catching fish again. I think either the red or the basin side is a good choice. Uh, the river's at 3.3 on the Morgan City gauge. So the conditions are right. The water's out of the woods. Uh, also, the rivers continue to fall. So throw you some spinner baits or Texas rigs. Those are good starting points. And you just want to look for the points and intersections and might have a little current on it and Try to try there first. Uh, also, any kind of pocket because it's the time of year they'll start slowly moving into those dead end pockets, getting ready for the winter time. Jeff, I'm looking at the Mississippi River gauge uh, 4.7. I was talking uh, earlier this week with Ryan Lambert about the effects of the river falling down there. What is that going to mean for bass fishermen downriver? Um, got reports that the river started to turn green again, which is good for the big passes and you know and canals like Loomis and those places that water start greening up getting pretty uh, but when it gets below below five feet on the New Orleans gauge that means it's pretty flat on the Venice side and keeps the fish from getting up in the grass so we want to try to go down there hopefully next week and try to get a better report but I have got a few reports that they are starting to catch bass again I just basically get you a red shad Berkeley power bait worm and a quarter ounce sinker and just go flip the canes. But they also should be coming off the passes and start moving into some of the deeper pockets, uh, getting ready for winter. But, you know, kind of that's where the bait is. The fish, the shad will come out, shrimp will come out of the pockets and get in the main channels. But they try to get on them ambush points on those areas coming out of the marsh. So look for that. Um, Lumens, Mary Bowers, Main Pass are all good before the storm side. They should be fine now. Good stuff. Jeff, uh, you know, when we fish bass with artificials, we use uh, the elements of uh, sight, what the fish is seeing, also uh, the smell, if you, you know, want to put some some, uh, liquid on them and freshen them up and maybe use the gulp baits that that put the scent into the water, but also sound uh, makes a big difference too. Give us a tip about how to use sound to to catch bass on your artificials. Well, since they're feeding on shrimp, that Berkeley Power, bait rattle rattling shrimp it's it's a good bait it's uh good for either tight line or under a car and when you get on these little points on these main bayous coming out into the lake they can be really good just either slow roll it without a cork or you just pop it underneath the cork right up next to the grass a lot of times that'll that'll fool them uh, one big tip i can give about those shrimp type baits with that 90 degree hook in them is you don't run a real hard hook set basically you just use a pull set this one you feel the fish just real, real hard until you rod loads up and just pull back easy. And a lot of times when you get that tight line and get the slack out of line, you'll get a lot better hook sets. And uh, the same with the car. Just keep reeling until you feel him and then, then pull back on the bait, and that'll set the hook for you. If you jerk, a lot of times you just pop it out of his mouth and you don't get the hook in him. Great advice. Jeff, where's your next destination? I'm thinking about getting up in the morning and go check the pearl. That's, conditions are right over there. The river's low. And you get these cool mornings. It's usually signals of fish that winter's coming and start feeding up, and they usually start biting. 
And you, like you said earlier, they don't have a big tide range this weekend. And a lot of times when you get on the river, uh, you'll have still have a little bit of current coming out of the drain, especially if you have enough water pulling from the north to, to drain some of these little small drains. A lot of times those fish will stack, stack up in them pretty good on the pearl. Got it. Jeff, thanks for the report as always. We appreciate it. We'll catch up with you next time. All right. Thanks, Don. All right, see you then. Jeff Brule updating us on our freshwater fishing report. Don't forget, we're getting into that great white perch time of the year. A lot of things changed when we hit the month of October. A lot of tuna were hauled in until the winds came up. Uh, co-host Martha Spencer took a little trip to Texas this weekend. Uh, she had a, she's had she got a full slate of offshore fishing down there for, for tuna, and they pulled in some big ones fishing those shrimp boat uh, style. All right, we come back after this, going to talk about those additional red snapper days that are coming up next weekend, a three-day weekend for snapper fishermen in Alabama. Also, what the heck went on at our Wildlife and Fisheries Commission meeting? They were supposed to make a decision on changing regulations for speckled trout, but nothing happened. We'll tell you what that's all about coming back next on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio. All right, we get text messages in throughout the program at 504-260-1870. We welcome you to uh, send us your comments, your questions, tell us who you are, where you are, and what you got going on on this Saturday morning and a good-looking weather weekend here in October. All right, we got one text that says, shrimp are everywhere. Yeah, well, not everywhere, but almost everywhere. And we have Richie Fields checking in. He says he bowfished Hopedale throughout last night. Must be on the way home. Filled the ice chest with reds, sheephead, and flounder. Found clean water, but majority was dirty, dirty. Yeah, dirty water is the nemesis of bow fishermen. i got a bow fishing trip coming up pretty soon. I really enjoy doing that. All right, here's a question. How is the bear population doing in our state? Can we expect to see more bears in the future? Uh, I don't know what the maximum carrying capacity is. I do know that black bears require a large corridor. They've got to have a lot of space. And we've got uh, the Chafalaya Delta area, we've got the Mississippi River Basin, and we do have a pretty good thriving population of black bears due to a restocking program. Uh, I got a, a, a picture in of a bear track and also some scat, which is bear poop, basically, was found up in Angie. And that's a place where bears haven't been sighted for quite a while, so they are expanding into other areas from basically the Atchafalaya Basin that runs pretty much the entire length of the state. A lot of bears up around Tensaw, then down all the way through the basin into Morgan City. So uh, you will be encountering bears, and remember, we have no season on black bears. All right, here's one says, uh, oh, this is Toby. He's headed to the, the honey out in the swamp for some bow hunting. Uh, he hopes to see a big or huge deer. That's Well, that's Bo. I thought that was Toby. Toby also going bow hunting this morning. All right, we got Justin. Uh, he lives in the Gentilly Wildlife Refuge. He said the birds are active. No possum, no coons, no coyotes. I don't know. Maybe that full moon's got to move in daytime. Uh, Bayou Wild TV was fun to watch. Well, thank you. Yeah, it was fun. to. You think it was fun to watch? It was fun to do. In fact, DJ Rhett, the Cajun comedian extraordinaire, is going to be coming on the program just a little bit later on. All right, here's Toby. He put the rods down. He's headed to Angie. Watch out for that bear, Angie. He's hoping the old big boy will slip up. Go get him, Toby. All right, we come back after this quick 10-second pause. I'm going to tell you what went on Thursday at the Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries Commission. They voted to delay any decision on speckled trout management for a full year. Back with what they did adopt 
right after we pause 10 seconds for our local stations to identify themselves along the outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. The Wildlife and Fisheries Commission uh, met on Thursday at their regular monthly meeting in Baton Rouge uh, with the intent of formulating a notice of intent to adopt new regulations to address uh, what the department has determined is an overfishing problem in the state of Louisiana. And a lot of you have been following this very closely. The department went through, took a lot of pains to go out and held public meetings across the state, uh, did surveys by web and email. And it looked like, and I was predicting, they were either going to recommend a 15-fish limit at 13.5-inch size or a 12-fish limit at 13 inches. Those were the two most popular choices of preference by fishermen who responded either at those public meetings or by way of online. Well, here's what they did. They voted to update the spotted sea trout biological data, either through an updated stock assessment, do another stock assessment, or other biological information, preferably with basin-specific analysis. Now, I was always for that. I think we should... Manage speckled trout in at least three different zones like we do for shrimp. They're different habitats, the fish are different sizes, and I think they should be regulated differently. The, the, the central portion of the state, that Grand Isle area, uh, there's a many more trout there, a lot of fish, but not the size. Calcasieu Basin on the west, Pontchartrain Basin on the east, uh, historically have been known to hold bigger fish, which means you could do maybe a smaller limit and maybe a larger minimum size. So that would be, I would be in favor of that, doing basic specific, but they could have done that with this. And the other thing they did was they want to update fishermen's preference. They want to do yet another survey, but this time include a status quo option, which was not included. Uh, you might recall they were talking about going to slot limits and size change only, creel and size. There were a lot of options, but none of the options said no change at all. Keep it 12 inches and 25 fish which is where it is today, except for Cameron and Calcasieu. They have 15 fish limit with no more than two over 25 inches. So they're going to include that. But guess when all this is going to be looked at again? One year, October 2021. At that commission meeting, they will go ahead and go through this whole process again, and then we'll see where we stand. So all of those of you who are wondering when they'll change, what they're going to change to, uh, don't even worry about it for a year unless you're contacted and you want to participate in the survey and let them know your preference. I'd like to hear your preference. Text me, 504-260-1870. Are you happy that they did nothing except agree to do more research and maybe change it to basin-specific regulations, different areas, and also include an option for you to say, I don't want to change. I think we're fine where we are. What do you think? 504-260-1870 is our text line. All right, let's talk for Red Snapper for just a minute. Uh, Louisiana did a fantastic job on La Creole. That's our real-time collection program where we get a harvest quota, and through this process we estimate how many were caught so that we can shut the season down when we reach it. We filled 99% of our 2020 private recreational allocation. It was 784,000 and some change. We caught 777,000 and some change. So that being said, I think the federal government's going to have a hard argument to, to say, well, your, your research is wrong and it's not accurate enough. We're going to go back to the old system, which really would be some tough times for snapper fishermen. All right, also Alabama will continue 
their Red Snapper Extension. Now, that's going to be kicking off October 10th through 12th. It'll start at 12.01 a.m. next Saturday and run till midnight on Monday, October the 12th. Uh, that's strictly state and federal waters in Alabama. Limit's going to be two fish per angler, the 16-inch total. They are trying to accomplish the same thing we did. Max, maximize that quota. I mean, catch it right up to the till it's, you get to the exact number, as close as you can come, and 99% is pretty close. And if you go over, though, you get penalized on next year's quota, so you definitely don't want to do that. So I think the states, Mississippi, Alabama, Louisiana are doing a really good job, and for the feds to bring back their old mismanagement program would be a step backwards, my opinion. All right, coming back after this, get to some more of your text messages. Also, your rules for owning a gun dog. I love these. We're going to cover the last four, but I'll tell you where you can catch up on all 20 if you haven't done that. You're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. All right, getting to, uh, let's see, those rules for owning a gun dog. You can find all 20 of them. I love these things. They're at my website, DonTheOutdoorsGuy.com. And these are the last four. I've been giving you four each week. One says, enjoy their determination even when it's not after a bird. Number 18, when it's time to say goodbye, don't leave his side. Hold him. He knows what's happening, and he's happy you are with him. And 19 is remember them. Visit the places that made you both so happy. Think about her while you stop walking. Sit down with her daughter on an October afternoon. And finally, understand that you cannot fill the hole they left in your heart, but remember them, and they will be with you every step of the way. They can never take those good old memories away from you and your dog. All right, if you want to catch all 20 of them, uh, check my website out, DonTheOutdoorsGuy.com. All right, next week we're going to have Rad... uh, Thrasher, Thrasher, join us from uh, Louisiana CCA about the Star Tournament Banquet. It is on schedule for October 15th. That is a Thursday evening at 5.30 at Lamar Dixon Expo Center. $50 per person, limited seating. This is when they present all the awards. They have a live auction, silent auctions, lots of fun. Uh, He wanted to wait to talk more about it because we'll get some more details on exactly you know, the, the social distancing aspect and everything else. But it is on, and if you want to see more information, CCALouisiana.com. That's for the Star Awards Banquet. All right, back to our text board. Uh, the person that wants, the bow hunter wants to go to, to Maripod WMA, says, I'm trying to do the right thing. I'm no longer at my radio. Is a way I could get a text if somebody calls in and knows for sure that it's closed. If you saw 2.48 on it, I would take a screenshot of that. Uh, I'm looking at the last I saw was the 4 a.m. level said 2 point, uh, the exact 2.5. So, um, and if you want to listen to the program, just bring your phone with you and go to radio.com. We live stream there, and you can keep up with it. And I'll make a mention if someone does uh, contact us and let us know for sure. By the way, if you're going into one of the major entry areas, they usually post it if it is going to be closed. So you might check for that, too. All right, here's one. Good morning, Don. Uh, bringing the boys to kill some squirrels in St. Bernard Parish. Yeah, it's a good morning for squirrel hunting. Might be a little windy, but, uh, you know, it's great conditions to be out there, nice and dry and cool. All right, in response to the person who said shrimp are everywhere, I'd like to say there are no shrimp in Indiana that we don't pay $14 a pound for, period, and they're frozen. I really need some good shrimp. Well, you can get them here, but the only thing I can tell you is you probably, you know, there might be some places that ship here. You might want to go online, or if you know, I'll I'll put it out there. If someone knows a web page where you can actually ship 
fresh shrimp to places like Indiana, let me know. If you're paying $14 a pound for frozen shrimp up there, I'm sure you can beat that price and quality here for sure. All right. Um, that's, yeah, nice to have you listen in Indiana. Joe and David, they will be hunting Fort Polk next weekend. Good luck to you on Fort Polk WMA. And we have the old snake doctor. He's headed to Lafreniere Park with the New Orleans Fly Fishing Club for the annual Rio Grande Cichlid Rodeo. Good luck to you all. That's a great rodeo to have because we need to control those things. If you're not familiar with a cichlid, uh, that's basically what they call the Rio Grande perch. It's an invasive species, competes with our native bluegill and our other brim species here. And uh, the thing that holds them back is cold weather. They can't handle the cold or the salt, but other than that, they're here to stay. And they get pretty good size, too, and not bad eating. All right, uh, let's see. Then we have the Fushan Boat Launch. Is it still free? Do we need a pass for overnight parking? Uh, I'm assuming it's still free. Don't know about the overnight parking pass. If someone uh, has some information to help this listener out, send me a text, 504-260-1870, and let us know what the status is on the Fushan Boat Launch. All right, here's JT checking in from Bogalusa. His friend captured a picture on a game camera on their land in Varnado. It's a running argument amongst us hunters that it's a bear or a dog. I believe it's a bear too big to be a dog. Could be a hog, too, if it's black in particular. Well, I asked him to send me a picture, and I'll take a look at it. But we're getting more and more reports up in Washington Parish of bears in that area. So good possibility. Uh, Bobby from Homa, he's headed to Point of Shen. Going to catch him some speckled trout. Good luck to you. And with regard to the wildlife and fisheries, uh, saying, you know it's not about science, it's politics, more research, more money, it's a joke. <laughs> All right, uh, let's see. Here's one He says, hey, Don, fishing's great right now. Tell Toby you never throw your rods down and pick up your bow, just do both. That's from Josh. There you go, Josh, uh, Toby. Some words of advice from Josh. And we have a Baton Rouge listener taking the boy out for squirrel hunt. I love the fact he would jump out of bed to go hunting, but he can't get out of there to go to school. Like me and work. I guess it's like father, like son. Chip off the old block. And I'm glad to hear so many people are going squirrel hunting. You know, it's so important. To me, that's the way to introduce youngsters to hunting. Uh, their first hunt should be small game. Dove hunt, um, squirrel, rabbit hunt. Uh, you take them out to a food plot, put them in a shooting house, sight them in with a rifle at 100 yards or better, and they drop a buck or a doe from a shooting house. You know, it's like, well, what's next, you know? <laughs> That's <laughs> really it's it's more shooting than hunting skill. Hunting squirrels and particularly rabbits when you're stalk hunting, that's really hunting. You learn how to be quiet. You learn how to observe the woods, and it's a lot of fun too. All right, we come back after this. Daryl Carpenter joins us. We'll get you that Grand Isle fishing report coming up next, right here on the outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio. Let's check in with Captain Daryl Carpenter of RealScreamers.com. Get a fishing report for a central portion of the state, Grand Isle, Fouchon, Leeville area. Daryl, what's going on down there? Don, you know we're kind of enjoying this weather, and, and aside from the wind, it's been a very, a very productive week. I mean, we've had a couple of days where we had to go hide, and of course the. You know, the catch varies day to day. Some days it's better than others. But, man, I mean, just a little bit of everything. Uh, our trout have started moving in. And, and, of course, with the weather that we're having, we have been doing a lot of, uh, I guess you'd call it red fishing. Uh, but what we have found is is that, you know, the water has been exceptionally high up until yesterday or so. And what we have found is that those speckled trout are up in that grass just like the, the reds are. I mean, we're catching some really good, you know, up to 18, 20-inch trout. 
all scattered in the grass, just as if we were beating the banks for redfish. Uh, what we found was, you know, of course, like I said, we've been a couple of days of low tide, is uh, or, or you know, slack tides. But what we found is just find your choke points, find your points where you got a little bit of water moving around it and a bunch of bait. And anywhere you found a school of mullet hanging on a grass point, you'd have five or six trout under them, and really nice trout. Um, like I said, it's it's a challenge with the wind and the cold fronts that come down. A um, couple of other things, and trying to cram it all in, let's see, the, the schools of redfish. Oh, my God, the massive schools of redfish. They're not just on the beach, but they're also in the close, the close to the beach bays. Uh, Lake Laurier, Lake Pelour, those areas down close to the, to the coast, you, you're trolling around a point, and all of a sudden you're you around the point, and there's 150 redfish sitting there looking at you. Um, and then if you really want to fill the freezer, the white trout have gone into the deep holes. So if you find anything over about seven foot deep and you want to just come do you an early uh, freezer fill, you can sit there and just, I mean, you can go white trout and, and, until the, the boat sinks. Sounds like it's all going on. Now, on those white trout, a lot of people complain, say they're mushy, uh, taste is good, but the texture's poor. You gave me a tip one time on what you do with that white trout. Why don't you share that for folks that are not aware of that? Actually, a lot of people actually throw learned white trout that. back or they just don't go after them. I actually learned it from a place that's now closed, Emails Restaurant, up in, up in the Lecture Gramercy area. The, uh, they used to serve a trout plate, and I forget what they called it, but it was it was fried trout. Uh, topped with with a crawfish bisque, and the whole time you're eating white trout. And what they do is they serve them skin on. They would fry the whole trout. You know, the the trout is scaled, gutted, and deheaded, and then you just score it. You score it along the back, uh, along the spine on both sides. And when you deep fry it, it opens up and butterflies out to where you can pull the majority of the bones out just right there, like that. And leaving the skin on it holds the meat together. It doesn't get it all mushy. So it's a that's what we've been doing with a lot of ours. Unless they're big enough to really get a good fillet off of, we've been scaling them, you know, doing the same belly cut and chopping the head off, and just telling the people, look, I'm whole like it's a brim. Yeah, and uh, there's nothing wrong with that. I remember that restaurant quite well too. Boy, they had some good stuff there. <laughs> I didn't realize that's where you got that from, but it's good use, and I hope people will put that to use and take advantage of those white trout. Well, Daryl, that sounds like everything's going on. Just wish we had a little bit of tide. Other than that, man, weather's nice and cool. If somebody wants to come down there and get in on some fall fishing, which from here on is only going to get better and better, tell them how to get a hold of you. Right. And, and if I can sneak one more thing in, Don, before we do that, don't always believe those tide charts. The, the, the water fell out so hard the last two days that yesterday on that incoming tide, it was ripping hard everywhere. But anyway, they can find me on your page at dontheoutdoorsguy.com. Uh, we do the social media stuff, Facebook and so forth, or 225-937-6288. You know, Dal, with regard to the tide giving you kind of a false reading on the range, I think what causes that is they don't take into account storms and local conditions. We've had water stacked up for quite a while, so if you're starting off with a high level, even though you only get .3 tide range, that water is naturally going to fall out even with no, no tide range because it doesn't belong there. It needs to get back out, so that's how sometimes you can be fooled on those tide ranges where it shows not much yep. tide like it does today, but in certain areas you could have a good good bit of water moving. All good stuff, Darrell. Appreciate your reports, my friend. We'll see you. That's it. See you next week. Thank you, Don. Y'all have a good day. All right.
All righty, that's Daryl Carpenter. All right, we got some more text messages coming in. We'll get to those at the top of the hour. Also, we got DJ Rhett going to join us, and uh, he's going to tell you about his alligator hunt that has become uh, one of the episodes on Bayou Wild TV. Uh, we had quite a time out there. Also, we got Bad Boys of the Outdoors coming up, too. Two guys from Baton Rouge. Whew. They got in a heap of trouble uh, doing some turkey and deer hunting. Got a little jump on the season there. Also, we're going to tell you talk to Missy Fox about the Louisiana Wildlife and Fisheries Foundation fundraising auction. That's in conjunction with the Kaisik Kayak Fishing Tournament that's going on all around Lake Pontchartrain this morning. And we got Ryan Lambert, the winner of the State Volunteer Conservationist of the Year Award. Got in on that ceremony yesterday. We'll also get a fishing report from him. Captain Mike Gallo gives us a report on his area and a whole lot more, which you and I love to talk about each and every Saturday morning. We do it right here on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. And welcome into hour number two of the Outdoor Show. Glad to have you with us. And if you haven't seen it yet, I uh, invite you to tune in this week's episode of Bayou Wild TV. We got a bunch of Texas guys went down to the island over there near Parody, Louisiana, uh, armed with treble hooks, some rotten chicken, their 22 rifles for an alligator hunt. A special guest on the show, DJ Rhett, and he joins us now. Uh, had a great time down there with DJ. DJ, how you doing? Como se va, yeah? Bon matin. How are you doing? Oh, doing wonderful, man. We've got, finally got some beautiful weather here. What you been up to lately? Uh, you know, just messing around on the internet, on Facebook, trying to make some funny, uh, some funny videos, and uh, just trying to make the world a better place with uh, Louisiana humor. Tell me about your your alligator hunt you made with us on Bayou Wild TV. Let's kind of revisit that. How, was it what you expected? Yeah. That was your first time gator hunting. Yeah, that was my first time gator hunting, and that's that, that's what's unique about Louisiana. You know, even even me being in my forty three years here, I've never done everything that Louisiana has to offer. So, uh, the gator hunt was a first time experience for me. Uh, I've seen it on you know TV uh, with the different shows and everything, and. It, it was dramatized so much that when I got out there, I thought that's actually what happened. I'd have to jump in the water with my knife in my in my mouth and you know just uh, <laughs> wrestle with the alligator, get him in, and everything. But it's it's actually it was a fun experience. It, uh, it I learned a lot, you know, not not only about you know how we harvest these animals, but and what we use there, you know, the byproducts and everything for, and the meats and everything. But it's actually to control population too. Is and, and it's. One of the things that I learned, and hopefully the show tonight and over the weekend is going to, uh, you know, kind of show people why we do what we do down here. It's not just fun and games and, you know, um, in a way of life. It's basically to uh, preserve what we have down here and, uh, you know, keep populations down. So it was actually it was a fun experience, and I hope me being there. Uh, kind of turned on the, uh, you know, the funny bones and everything with the joking and everything because at the end of the day, you know, a hunt is supposed to be fun. So, and uh, I hope everybody did have fun because I did. Yeah, uh, you put a lot of fun into it. Uh, it's fun to begin with, but you make it even funner, if that's a word. Well, DJ, uh, it's going to be on, in fact, in about 22 minutes on uh, If Fulfilled in the Greater Baton Rouge area on WBRZ. It comes on at 6.30 on Channel 2. Uh, you have a, a connection, Louisiana Connection Network, and it will be airing tomorrow night at 7 p.m. Tell me about the Louisiana Connection sure. Network. So uh, Louisiana Connection Network uh, has been around for a couple of years now. I think it started in uh, t- uh, 2009. Uh, it's with local programming. We're on Spectrum 
150 and Cox 140. Uh, it's a it's a Louisiana superstation. We're all over the uh, the deep south, and we just want to showcase you know local talent, local shows, and uh, local flavor. And one of the shows is the Bayou Wild TV uh, program that you're involved in. And like I said, it, we, we broadcast your new shows every Sunday night at 7 o'clock. And uh, we're getting a, a, a lot of good uh, turnout for it. A lot of people are tuning in because uh, of what you guys offer and all of the other uh, content that we offer. The Y'all Catching Show that I produce is on there. Um, a whole bunch of different local cooking shows. Justin Wilson's on it. Uh, so it's a, it's a lot of Louisiana flavor that's uh, all rolled into this channel, and we're glad to have you guys on it too. Well, I see much bigger and better things for a Louisiana channel. And i got to tell you, DJ, uh, in the year 2020, you are a breath of fresh air. You had humor and make us laugh at ourselves and everything else. And we certainly can't get enough of that this year. And uh, we look forward to our next visit with you, having you come out and do some more hunting and fishing stuff with us. Yeah, man, I appreciate it. And, look, uh, you know, I know times are tough. Times are, you know, crazy. we got an election coming up. Everybody's, you know, all up in a roar. But at the end of the day, Take a deep breath. Go to the DJ Red page. Have yourself a laugh. Don't take life so seriously. And, uh, you know, all I can say is uh, peace, love, and soul to everybody. Jesus, y'all stay safe and wash your little hands, Sha. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Great stuff, DJ. Thank you, my friend. See you next time. No problem. Thanks, Don. All righty. DJ Rhett, a Cajun comedian extraordinaire. Check him out on Facebook, folks. You need to get a laugh. You'll definitely get one. All right, coming back after this, it's time for the Mike Gallo Fishing Report. Find out where he's been, what he's done, and what he's going to do. He'll tell it all right here on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, those of you sending in text messages, I'll get to those as many as I can a little bit later on. But right now, we've got to get a fishing report from our Born on the Bayou own Mike Gallo. His reports each week are brought to you by SEATOW, S-E-A-T-O-W, offering you peace of mind for $179 for an entire year. Bring you fuel when you need it. Tow you in 24-7 from wherever you happen to be stuck or broke down. Jumpstart you for electrical problems. It's like having a AAA policy on the water. Call Captain Chris. 504-301-4545, or you can do it all online. That's very easy and simple. Just go to com. Mike Gallo joins us now. And, Mike, uh, boy, we've got some beautiful stretch of weather we've been having, but a little bit lack of tide. How is that going to affect the fishing today? Well, Don, as you said earlier, you fish those bottleneck or choke points where the water will gain some velocity and um those are excellent areas to fish. You can take advantage of it because it, it may confine the fish to a smaller area. Those areas, such as Wrigley's Pass and Unknown Pass, Bayou Thomas, or even down towards the wall where the water runs through those locks, those should all be good areas today as long as they're accessible with the wind that we have. Right. Uh, Jeff Brule earlier was telling us about some speckle trout. Uh, he and uh, Chris Macaluso and Todd went out and caught 26 trout fishing along the mouths of the bayous that lead into the North Shore Lake Pontchartrain. Uh, what have you found or heard about fish on the bridges right now? We're getting to that time, you know, the old World Series trout thing. Yep. I had uh, had seven boats go out yesterday fishing the uh, North Shore Home Builders Association tournament. 
and those boats went in all kind of different directions. Um, I did not hear of any number of speckled trout coming from the bridges. And we did have a couple of boats go over there that were going to try to target sheephead for the tournament. There was a division in, uh, in the tournament where sheephead was one of the target species. But most of the trout that I heard, and, and several captains came in with 40 to 60 trout on their boat, so there was some good catches of trout. But they came from those areas that we talked about, like Wrigley's Pass, Unknown's Pass, or those confined areas down towards the wall. Um, so I hadn't heard anything about the bridges yet. My normal rule of thumb is once we have three good cold fronts, the fish will be there, and they'll be there with good consistency. So we've had one good cold front. We kind of need a couple more before that really takes place. You know, Mike, a phenomenon that, that takes place every year, although it does vary at the time it's happening, is big, huge schools of redfish under birds in Lake Pontchartrain. Has that happened yet, or is it about time for it to start? I haven't seen those as of yet, and that part of goes in with our the last part of our conversation. Once you have those three cold fronts, if they're good cold fronts, it'll push the white shrimp out. And as those white shrimp make their way toward the eastern end of Lake Pontchartrain, well, those redfish are following them and feeding on them. And that's when we see them in the middle ground area or in the eastern area by the bridges where we're normally fishing. So that also lends itself to Jeff and Todd fishing the mouth of those bayous along the North Shore. I'm sure they were fishing the grass beds. And those shrimp love to get in those grass beds and try to hide from the fish. So that's one reason why they were successful in the grass beds and the cold front still hadn't pushed the shrimp out to sort of bring those redfish in any concentration towards this end of the lake. Right. Uh, Mike, is it too early yet to fish ICW? Oh, no, I think there was fish caught yesterday in the ICW down by the locks where those, you know, the locks kind of narrow down and make that water gain a little velocity as it goes through. And I'm sure there was boats that went mm. there yesterday and had good numbers of trout. They fished live shrimp on either a drop shot or a Carolina rig. And um, nothing big. I know one of my, um, I forget which captain, but I later heard from the from the uh, clients that one of those fish won $600 at the tournament. Now, that's, that's what he told me. I don't know if that was a first-place fish or a third-place fish, but one of the fish, um, you know, placed and won some money. And from looking at it, I didn't put a scale on it, but it looked to be a, a two-and-a-quarter-pound fish, maybe two-and-a-half. It was a nice fish. Yeah, good. Mike, um, what you got going today? Well, I have two guys from California. This is about their fifth year here. They, they come in on Saturday, and they fish all the way to Friday. So I'm going to have these guys for a whole week. They really want redfish. That's all they're after. Uh, we've caught a few speckled trout in the past, and they want the fight. You know, they want that hard fight of the redfish. Two really good anglers. They're downstairs right now matching up their reels on some of my rods. They don't fly with rods, but they pack their own reels, and they put them on my rods. And uh, we'll be throwing spinnerbaits and worms and chatterbaits, and we'll be targeting redfish for the whole week. Um, it's fun. They're a lot of fun to fish with. 
always joking back and forth. So we have a good time. Sounds like fun. Mike, if somebody wants to get you, they can find you on my website at DonTheOutdoorsGuy.com. You're listed there with the other field reporters. Uh, also, give them your website if they want to go direct there and also the telephone number. Our website's very simple. It's AA of LA, which is an abbreviation for Angling Adventures of Louisiana. And the reliable phone number is 985-781-7811. All right, tell those Californians they picked a great week to come. Got some good weather for a change. The timing was right. Thanks for the report, Mike, as always, and we will catch up with you next week. Sounds good, Don. I look forward to it. Alrighty, Captain Mike Gallo, Angling Adventures of Louisiana. Coming up next, uh, yeah, we got a Kysik Kayak Tournament going on today over, well, it's headquartered in Mandeville, but it's also got uh, open fishing boundaries. Any parish that touches Lake Pontchartrain, which is a bunch of them. That's coming up. Also, uh, Brendan Bayard says it's a busy month for paddlers tournament-wise. We've had a lot of postponements rescheduled for this month. Will they happen, and where will they happen? That's all coming up next on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, we're hopefully going to make contact with Brendan Bayard this morning and uh, get you a a report for you paddlers. In the meantime, let me get to some of our text messages coming in. Uh, This one from the New Orleans Fly Fishers Club, another one saying, uh, talking about that 12th annual Rio Rodeo. That's the Rio Grand Perch, or better known as Cichlids. I guess they're better known as Rio Grand Perch, but they're also known as Cichlids. 7 a.m. it starts this morning, just a little while, and you can weigh in till 12 noon. They've given prizes for the longest and the most Rios. Uh, failed to put a lot of you don't put your names on these texts. I don't know you by your numbers. Uh, this uh, text just says they'll be doing one-on-one casting lessons for fly fishing. If you're interested, the lessons are free. To enter the rodeo, it's fifteen dollars, and there will be a rod and reel raffle after that. All right, then we have uh, let's see, Brock, Megan, and Keegan. They're going to shoot some squirrels in Livingston Parish. Good luck to you. What a beautiful day for a opening morning of squirrel hunting and rabbit hunting. Of course, rabbit hunting really doesn't get cranked up till it gets much colder. All right, here's a, a, a listener has a place on Treasure Island, Slidell. A lot of people fishing at night in their boats under the lights on my dock. They have been pounding the tri- trial. Uh, these texts sometimes jump around. Don't have the rest of your text message. Uh, let's see. When we have... Uh, Somebody looking for fishing tips for Hammond, Louisiana. If you got some around the Tanchpahoe area, give us a call. The backstrap stackers checking in from the hunting camp over in Alabama. Loving this weather. It's 44 degrees. Beats last year's 90-plus weather on the same day. Going to shoot a few doves today. Good for you. I got a dove hunt planned in Alabama in two weeks. I'll be going there for the uh, youth hunt. It was a lottery hunt that I got picked for. I tell you, Alabama does some great lottery hunts in their state. All right, here's one. Don, what's your opinion using barbless hooks for speckled trout? Would this help the survival of the ones you release? Obviously, it would. I'm a real proponent of barbless hooks. Um, You know, to change the whole industry, that's going to take a lot. But when I fished in Canada, uh, barbed hooks are illegal, but you can clip the barbs or crush them down. Um, Actually, a lot of people don't realize this, but the barb was put on a hook not to help keep the fish from getting off, but to hold live bait on better. That was the original purpose hundreds of years ago for barbs, and they've just always stuck and uh, literally stuck. All right, here's one, Don. Any word on changes on baiting laws on migrating ducks regard to flooding unharvested corn? 
water to corn or corn to water, what's the difference? You got that right. Um, why we need to wait? Let's see. Um, those are questions the public should be asking and flooding Larry Reynolds, who was a duck study leader with email and office about our crisis. Uh, the loss of wetlands, we see no urgency to restore our coast. Why hasn't Larry Reynolds come up with a plan, or is there even a plan? I believe those are questions the public should be asking. Well, I've been asking that for a long time. Two biggest conservation organizations, we had them on this radio station, uh, the Delta Waterfowl and Ducks Unlimited. Here's how they look at that, uh, which allows you to grow corn, not harvest it, and flood it. That is basically uh, making the most of their habitat. They compare it to us using rice here to attract and hold waterfowl. Difference is, if the ducks don't come here to find what we're doing, we could plant corn and flood it. But if they never make it here because they're being shortstopped, it doesn't do any good for us. And I think, personally, they need to look into it. I believe they have altered the migration pattern but they refuse to do further studies on it and get a really good unbiased opinion on what the impacts are. And in the meantime, we're suffering here in Louisiana. We have been through several years of poor duck seasons, and they blame it on weather and other things. I think it is a crisis, and I really think that the state should do something about it to turn it around. And unfortunately, we're not seeing that. All right, uh, in the question about shipping seafood, uh, all of our seafood places, like Captain Sid's and Schaefer Ruches on Lake Avenue, they ship seafood. There you go, Mr. Indiana. Get your order in. Uh, here's one that likes the news on not changing the trout regulations. They need to take a step back. More research. Lots of good trout are being caught. That's from Old Dog with the Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club. And another wants to ask CCA their position on water access rights. It's a major issue for them. Uh, CCA basically, when asked, has told me that it's not their fight. They are a conservation organization, and access to private property is not a conservation issue. That's their answer. Whether you agree with it or not, uh, you can take it up with them. All right. That being said, let me do some of this uh, report. I'll tell you what, I'm going to come back after this break. And I'll, uh, Brendan sent me some notes, even though we didn't get him, and I'll tell you about that right after we let our local stations. Well, let's take a break first, and then we'll come back and do the ID. Here's a quick break. You're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. All right, Brendan Bayard did send me some notes uh, for his paddler's report. By the way, it's brought to you by the Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club and a presentation of Massey's Outfitters. You're going to find them in Mid-City, New Orleans, Covington, where they rent kayaks. Also in Baton Rouge with some of the best models from brands like Hobie, Jackson Kayak, and Native Watercraft. See everything they've got on their website at MasseyOutfitters.com. Or you can check them out on Facebook. All right, Brendan says that there's a lot of success going on uh, behind Grand Isle and the islands, close to the reefs. Also, a good thing to do this time of year down there is watch the birds. Follow the birds, and you'll find some fish over in Hopedale Bay. Uh, you'll catch some fish down the levee there, Yellow Cotton Bay out of Venice. Uh, some of the better baits that are working now are the voodoo shrimp under a cork, mirrodines, and also top dogs. A lot of events this month. Uh, they've got the Lafayette Club Spec and Red Cup. That's a, also a CPR. It's a catch, photo, and release online event. That's today. And then the Kaisik Kayak event in Mandeville. Pontchartrain Yacht Club is the way station. Uh, Hobie BOS Bass event in the Coosa River. A lot of the members have driven up there for that. Hopefully they'll have some good luck. And next week is the Bayou Coast Redfish Rumble, rescheduled from the last hurricane. For more information and registration, go to uh, bckfc.org. 
All right, right after this quick 10-second pause, I'm going to tell you a story of uh, a couple guys from Baton Rouge got into some trouble uh, Friday a week ago, and it could be very, very costly. They are our bad boys of the outdoors, and they're up next on the, right after we let our local stations uh, tell you who they are and where they are on the outdoors with Don Dubuque. Well, Friday a week ago was not a good day at all for Chris Klein-Peter and John Grimmer when they were cited by Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries agents Buck Hampton and Garrett Kimball for taking turkey during a close season, taking turkey with a rifle, possession of an illegally taken turkey, taking turkey over a baited area, hunting turkey without basic big game or turkey licenses, and failing to comply with turkey and deer tagging requirements. Quite a list. Acting on a tip, the two agents learned that Klein Peter was in possession of a freshly killed turkey near Roseland in Tangipahoe Parish and that he didn't possess the required licenses, had harvested the turkey over bait, and shot it with a twenty two caliber rifle. Turkey season does not start until April of 2021. During this investigation, the agents also learned that Grimmer, uh, possessed a set of eight-point deer antlers from a buck he harvested in December of 2019 on the same property where Klein Peter took the illegal turkey. Agents found that Grimmer didn't have any deer tags during the 2019-20 season and failed to tag or validate his deer. Agents seized both the deer antlers and the turkey. You can see a picture of the agents with the confiscated meat and the antlers and the turkey on my web Guide.com. Now, when I started this story, I said Klein, Peter, and Grimmer had a bad day. Well, if convicted of all charges, their sentencing day could be a whole lot worse. Their total fines and civil restitution could total $7,322 plus 120 days in jail for two Baton Rouge, Louisiana residents, 36-year-old Chris P. Klein, Peter, and 40-year-old John M. Grimmer are bad boys of the outdoors. Whew, quite a laundry list there of violations. Got to stay on the right side of the law. Okay, uh, let's get to the text messages. Time to get those retrievers in shape. Get them out, what you put into them. Absolutely correct about that. And uh, someone looking for fishing reports or updates on the Lafitte area, if you got any, send them to me, 504-260-1870. Also, a hashtag, free our ducks. That should be interesting. Uh, here's one, uh, David Hubble, one of our Alabama listeners. Enjoyed the episode of Bayou Wow with DJ Rhett. That smoke gator looked good, too. Yeah, uh, Chef Johnson from LSU and uh, Martha cooked a whole alligator, smoked a whole alligator. I don't know. It doesn't look like very appetizing, but she said it was fantastic. All right. Uh, oh, the text earlier on the trout and uh, over there in Treasure Island, they've been pounding for the past two weeks. Uh, and here's a good morning from the Convent Hunting Club. Checking with us again this week. Uh, well, boys and girls, they say rabbit season's here. Been training all summer for this uh, moment. The dogs are in shape. Hopefully the hunters, too. We'll be starting our season tomorrow morning because we're still finishing up summertime projects for the family. Weather's perfect, and I hope everyone has a good season opener. Sounds like a great bunch of bunch of hunters over there at the Convent Hunting Club. All right, um, all right, that's our text message. You want to send us one? It's 504-260-1870. And right after this, I will be with the newly not named winner of the Volunteer Conservationist of the Year presented by the Louisiana and National Wildlife Federations. I'm talking about our own Captain Ryan Lambert, 
The Plastic Man's Report is up next on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. And the Plastic Man, Captain Ryan Lambert, joins us now. And, Ryan, a great ceremony yesterday and uh, at your home, nestled in the heart of the the swamp over there in the Luling area at Grand Ridge Golf Course. You know, i got to tell you, I emceed the Louisiana Wildlife Federation Awards Banquet for Conservationists of the Year for about 20 years, and they were all very nice events, and I was kind of sad to hear that they were not going to be able to have it because of the, the coronavirus and the restrictions. But, you know, I think it was even nicer to have it at your home with your friends there and at, in your own home ground. Uh, so I kind of changed my mind about that. I think it was actually a nicer event, and I was glad to be part of it. And congratulations for people who haven't heard. Uh, you won the award for the Volunteer Conservationists of the Year from the National and Louisiana Wildlife Federations. Quite an accomplishment, and you certainly deserved it. It, but it was a, a great time getting to meet and see a lot of your friends over there. Uh, thank you, buddy. It was a pretty humbling experience. It was nice to be acknowledged for, for what I love to do. So it was good. It was a beautiful day, too. I mean, we couldn't ask for a better atmosphere than that, could we? No, it was a beautiful backdrop and some really good weather and a good time. Well, let's get to some fishing reports. People have been wanting to know what's going on downriver as far as the saltwater fishing. What can you tell them? Well, it's been really, really good all week. Now, yesterday it blew pretty hard, so, you know, it it made it a little detrimental getting around to do what you wanted to do, so the boys had to go into survival mode to catch their fish, but they did it. And uh, today looks like it's going to be good, but the redfish have been on fire. I mean, the reds and jacks on, the, on along the, the Gulf have just been unbelievable. Big schools of redfish, sight fishing redfish, <laughs> fishing on the east side with, you know, the points and stuff, too. I mean, it's just been a great week. We've caught a ton of fish. The trout are, are, are starting to make their move now because, you know, this full moon right here and in the beginning of October, and the tide started anew yesterday, so... Everything's come together. This is the time when they push inside. All the bait will push inside. The speckled trout will push inside. It's like magic. They just appear overnight. It's so cool. you got to be happy with that river level right now. Four sevens, what I saw last, and it's continuing to drop. Yeah, it's going to be 3-3 three, three by the end of the month without any major storms or catastrophe. And, you know, three is the magic number to make it really turn green. Um and really, it's not really, really dirty. It's got enough green in it now. It would be fantastic to have the, the fish in the river this year. I mean, we haven't done it since 2012. But, boy, to get those fish in the river. God, I enjoy that so much, floating down that river, catching those speckled trout and redfish. I just, I'm just hoping it'll it'll go down a little bit more and stay down till, you know, Christmas time would be great. Yeah, time in, in, in outdoors is everything, you know, just like this teal season. I mean, you know, we had a great time last weekend closing it out with uh, Laney Wick and Janice Lamont. We made two uh, new duck hunters, I think. They really got into it. But, you know, it was right after that is when the front came through. And, boy, if that front would have been just a week or ten days earlier, we'd have had a really good teal season. Well, that's three years in a row. I'm going to I'm gonna go and say, okay, guys, y'all like this global warming stuff so much, we need to push the teal season back one week. That's three years in a row. We've got a cold front the day after the season. You go out there and you got teal flying 30, 40 at a time right over your head when you're fishing. You go, <laughs> but, you know, it is what it is. You know, everybody knows teal season is like that, and I just enjoy being out there. 
you know, we, we had this, the nice smell of the marsh growing that first day. And after that, we got three hurricanes putting tidal surges on it and kind of made a sour mud smell after that. But, you know, it's it's a great time of the year. And, and uh, now, now is that going to be our favorite fishing month. And we are booked to the gills, so it ought to be a great month. What is your favorite overall month of the year for combination fishing, hunting, or just fishing oh, or just hunting? Oh. Well, I love to fish in October, but to fish and hunt, you know, November and December are awesome because those speckled trout historically come inside and they're easy to get to, and and you can go out in the evening and whack them with the incoming tide after you catch, you know, after you, you hunt. You come in, have a nice lunch, and right there at the top of the high tide, those big old trout will come on top of some of those reefs, and I really enjoyed it. I love fishing big trout, you know. Even if I don't keep them, you know, I just like fishing them. So that's that's kind of my favorite. Yeah. I don't know what it is about them. You know, yeah. I like sight fishing reds, though. I'm not going to sit there and fish them without seeing them. I just like to to target them. But, you know, it's more like hunting fishing. Yeah. Well, you're like most of us. you got uh, too many uh, pleasures, too many addictions <laughs> to get to them all. And that's a good, it's a good problem to have. <laughs> Yeah, buddy. Yeah, it's going to be a pretty day today. The boys ought to have a good time. I'm still at home, and I'll probably go back down tomorrow, Monday, and, and get back with my with my week. So it's going to be a busy, busy, busy month. So hopefully we'll take advantage of yes, and get it some is. good weather. All right. So, All sounds good, Ryan. Somebody wants to get a hold of you and check out the site and get some details on uh, what you have to offer at the Cajun Fishing Adventures, tell them how to find you. Yeah, they can go to CajunFishingAdventures.com and check out the website, or they, they can just call me at 504-559-5111. When are you going to get to go on that dove hunt? Uh, two weeks. Alabama got that two lottery weeks. hunt. Alabama has so many good lottery hunts, yeah. And I got picked, and I'm bringing uh, 9-year-old Isabel and 10-year-old Drew with me and and uh, 2-year-old Smokey the dog, so we should have a good not time. Only, not only are they letting out-of-state people do it, but that brings revenue into the state. I cannot believe that Louisiana isn't taking more advantage of that kind of program and building dove fields somewhere. There's money to do those kind of things. You know, we just have to – Sportsmen have to fight for some of that money to make it happen. You know, it'd be a great program to well, have and bring revenue to the state. It's not just doves. They have duck hunts. They have deer hunts for youths and adults, and all of it's free. You don't pay a nickel for it, and uh, they just got a great program going. I don't know what, where the money comes from and you know, to do it because we seem to not have enough to do anything in Louisiana. Well, we just have to get involved and uh, find out where it is and where it's going and, and, and make take advantage of things like that. We have the sports from Paradise, whether it be fishing or duck hunting, you know, let's make it happen. Yeah, well, what we do is we charge people to go on White Lake, which is a public refuge, you know. You have to pay to go on a public <laughs> state-owned refuge. Isn't that crazy? Uh, Insane. It is. Okay. All right, that'll be your next mission. We'll get you an award for solving that one a real big time. <laughs> Have a good week. You too. Thank you, Ryan. Ryan Lambert, uh, Cajun uh, Plastic Man. All right, coming back next, uh, Kysik is having their first in a series of kayak tournaments in Mandeville at the Pontchartrain Yacht Club. It's going to be the weigh-in and the party tonight. They've also got an auction where you can make some great purchases and raise some money for the Louisiana Wildlife and Fisheries Foundation. 
And Missy Fox will join us next to tell you how you can get involved in that. Stay tuned. You're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. All right, for those of you looking for those Lafitte fishing reports, uh, Pete Chester checked in. He said he's at the camp in Mississippi getting the food plots ready for deer season. But his Lafitte report, he said the water is done with that northeast wind. Uh, that they are continuing to catch fish on the plastic H&H glow, the split tail, and some reds along the shoreline with shrimp on a cork. Uh, he did find some clean water, some trout on Thursday. If it stays clean with the northeast wind, uh, he wants to remind the fishermen that the duck season's close, and when that comes in, stay out of the ponds and be safe. Thanks for that report, Pete. We appreciate it. Uh, we have in Louisiana an organization called the Louisiana Wildlife and Fisheries Foundation, not to be confused with the state agency, the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries. This organization is fundraising efforts uh, produce some great programs, the Louisiana Black Bear Program. They also support the whooping crane in production, which you've heard a lot about on this program, women's fishing re- rest, uh, workshops, the Queen Best Restoration. It goes on and on, get out and fish, becoming an outdoors woman, getting people involved in the outdoors as well as preserving our heritage. It's Director Missy Fox joins us now, and I've been telling you about the Kaisik Kayak fishing series that's uh, going on today at the Pontchartrain Yacht Club, and later on they will complete their auction items, which will benefit our Louisiana Wildlife and Fisheries Foundation. And Missy Fox, our director, joins us now. And Missy, if you would, good morning, and if you would, tell us about the auction, what are some of the items there, and how can people who may not be at the Pontchartrain Yacht Club in Mandeville participate in this online? Good morning, Don. How are you? Um, oh, doing okay. pretty good. The, <laughs> um, so our online auction, we it's our first one that we've held since during these times. And if you go to lawff2020.ggo.bid, you'll be able to bid on these auctions online and some of the items that are really popular right now, people are bidding on, is a framed Joe Burrow autographed jersey and Coach O autographed football for those LSU fans. Uh, we have a bunch of other memorabilia items. There's sports memorabilia, some Saint stuff, uh, some Louisiana memorabilia framed items, and jewelry. We have um, a number of things, but the really cool things that people are not bidding on yet are some fishing trips and some other trips. The um, We are going to have a live auction tonight at the Kaisek Kayak Tournament, or at the Kaisek Kayak Galley, Gallery, or Gala, I'm sorry, and these items will be available this evening um, for during the live auction. Yeah, that'll start at 6 o'clock. And, uh, we'll be following the weigh-in and the awards at the Kaisik Tournament. It's a great organization, a great cause, and as you mentioned, a chance for somebody to get a really good bargain by uh, either showing up in person or they can also make their purchase online. Missy, thanks so much for joining us, and y'all continue to do the great work over there at the Foundation. We appreciate you. Thank you, Dad. All right. All right. 
Missy Fox with the Louisiana Wildlife and Fisheries Foundation. Go to their website, and you can find out all about that auction. All right, that's my buddy Reed Alleman. He sings us out of here every Saturday morning, and that time has arrived. Unfortunately, we'll be back again next week with another two-hour journey to the great outdoors. Be safe out there. Enjoy this really good weather. Oh, somebody want to know about what's fishing out in Venice? Yes, yellowfin tuna. Martha had a great week out there with Southern Catch. They're doing shrimp boat fishing. Wahoo's going to be a little bit later on, but October's always a good tuna month if the weather allows you to get out there. It's going to wrap it up for us. We'll see you next week with another edition of The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network.